What's up, people? Welcome to my first official episode on Let's Explore Stuff. Today's episode will be Let's Explore Au Pairs. I will talk to you guys about what exactly is an au pair and what's my experience being an au pair. What, what do I think is an au pair and how have I experienced it? So I say let's get into this and I hope you'll learn about it today. The reason I wanted to have this topic for my first podcast is to kind of tell you what it is like to be an au pair. Um, Not because this podcast is all about au pairs, but you'll hear me talk about me being an au pair while traveling and meeting friends and being an au pair. So I thought it would be a good idea for you guys to actually know what it entails to be an au pair. Because I don't know if a lot of people actually know what an au pair is. I know I didn't know before I actually saw an ad for this program. So it's not crazy that you don't know what an au pair is. A lot of people just think it's like just a nanny who takes care of the kids. Which I mean, basically. But it it it's more complicated than that really. But you'll hear me explain that through this podcast. Um, I looked up the exact definition for you guys, what is an au pair, and this is what the internet told me, so, and then I will kind of give my own experience into this. I'll put my own experience into this. Um, so the internet told me, au pair means equal, so, and then it says, the au pair lives with you as a part of the family, and the family usually includes them in family outings, holidays, and events. Au pairs are exchange visitors from overseas who travel to the U.S. on a 12-month J-1 visitor exchange visa with option to extend for up to 12 additional months. This is a cultural exchange to gain a better understanding and appreciation of American culture while living in an American family and caring for their young children. So the first part, au pair means equal, it's because usually... It's not, au pairs are not really just a nanny. They're more a part of the team together with the parents. So, like, run the house a little bit, make sure the kids are doing what they need to do. They get where they need to go to, and they just honestly have another family member in their house rather than just, like, a worker, if that makes sense. Um, for me, that really feels like it. I really do feel like a family member, which is the best thing ever because... Not only am I getting a great two years in the U.S. out of this, but I'm actually, I have a second family, which is so cool. I will have connections here in the U.S. for life, and I don't think there's anything really better than that. So this is really very nice. Um, I do know for a fact that that's not the case for every au pair, because I've heard a lot of stories of um, friends that had host families that just treat them as like staff which would suck because you live there and if they treat you like shit that's like awful <laughs> I, I am very lucky and happy to have the family that I have so that's for that and to include them on family outings holidays and events family including au pairs that's also so cool 
you know, the fact that you live with an American family and you actually get to experience that right in the American culture, that is so cool. I remember last year with Christmas, I have never seen that many presents under a tree. It was crazy. It was, it was my favorite time of the year. Of course, it's a little weird not being home with the holidays, but then with the stockings and they had like the elf on the shelf, which is a thing on its own. I will explain that in like a holiday podcast, I guess. <laughs> it's just so fun that you see, you see the stuff in movies, you know, but you really get to experience that. That's a big part of why I became an au pair. To really get to know the culture and to really understand what it's really like and not just in the movies. Even though, I gotta say, a lot of times the movies are pretty accurate. Which I didn't realize. But it's pretty cool. Um, and then you have the exchange visa. The exchange visitors from overseas. So basically what they're saying, au pairs are usually just foreigners who come in. Um, a lot of families, for a lot of families, it actually saves them money to get an au pair rather than a nanny. You know, it's just convenient to have someone live in your house who can always take care of the kids. And, you know, it's not all about that, but it's just nice to have, like, a backup if you really can't take care of your kids. For some reason, like, you have to work more or there's, like, an emergency somewhere, you know, it's nice to have a backup and to have someone in your house who's qualified to take care of your kids. In the cultural exchange, I told you that American families teach their au pairs American culture. Um, but, you know, in exchange, I also teach them about my culture. That's actually, like, I believe I read somewhere that it was a, a mandatory for me to also share my culture. Even though, who's going to check that? Well, that? That doesn't matter, but... It's very cool because um, the other day I explained to them that if it is my birthday, then my host family, if they would talk to my parents, would also congratulate my parents with my birthday. They were so confused. It's so funny to me that I actually get to think about my own rituals and my own habits. And they make me kind of think, like, why are we doing that, actually? It's kind of weird. That we congratulate other people for, like, someone's birthday. But then it also makes sense. Because, you know, everyone's happy that you've been around for another year. But they don't understand that. So they kind of made a joke out of it. When he, when my host kids talk to my parents on my birthday, they're like, oh, congratulations. And my mom and dad are like, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Because I already told them in advance that they <laughs> they thought it was weird. So, but I, I think that's also a pretty cool thing about being an au pair. You, you really get to teach them the differences and it just makes up for very fun situations. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and then I think it's funny what they say here. This is a cultural exchange to gain a better understanding and appreciation of American culture. Which I think is pretty smart of this whole program. They just take people in from around the world to live with families and they get to know about the American culture and that's I think that's pretty good for like relationships with countries because then you have a lot more people who are 
example, from Colombia, and then they talk about how amazing the American culture is to their friends and family, and they kind of get to know, oh, okay, that's cool, I didn't know that, and then you kind of get more people who know more about the American culture, which I think is a smart move. So I, I guess that's also one of the reasons why these programs exist, so that, like, United States kind of gets to spread word about the U.S., which I don't mind. I love it here. So, you know, they're doing their job well. <laughs> and then it also says that you can extend for a maximum of 12 months. So after six months of you being here in the U.S., you get to choose if you want to stay for an additional six, nine, or 12 months. That's not obligated. That's not, I mean, it's not mandatory, but you can if you want to. And obviously, I did. Because I am starting my second year now. I couldn't imagine stay, staying here for less than a year. Because I am having so much fun. And I actually decided after four months or three months already that I was going to extend. And then people ask me, oh, how did your family react? And then I say, well, they kind of expected it already. So it's not really a big deal. Even though it is kind of a big deal because being away from your family and friends for two years is kind of long. Even though some of my friends make it seem like it's nothing. I don't know. I might I might just be young. <laughs> that might be just a problem. But um, there's actually little pairs now that get to extend for a third term because of COVID. Because if they w had to leave early, I think... I don't know if they still do it, but for some of pairs, they actually get to stay for a third year. So, I don't know if I would do that if I had a chance, because I think two years is quite enough. <laughs> I thought a year was going to be long, but that flew by like that. It was crazy. Also, one of the reasons why I extended is because, you know, the first eight months that I was here, I really couldn't do a whole lot because of COVID. And I would hate to get COVID into the family. I would not like to infect people with COVID. So, I mean, I'm still careful. But, you know, I'm vaccinated. Everyone in the household is vaccinated. My youngest host kid actually got her third, like, not her third booster, but her third vaccination. So she's pretty well protected. And um, it, it just makes it more easy to travel. Um, and I'll talk about my travels in another segment of my podcast, but, um, yeah, that, that's kind of why I decided to extend for another year to give me a chance to travel more. And I've already seen a lot, but, you know, there's always more to see. I would love to go to Grand Canyon or to Las Vegas. Um, I have some plans with my friend from Canada to go to maybe go to Vegas when I'm 21. <laughs> so that that's going to be interesting. But um, she, she's actually coming in November. I'm so excited for that. I'm getting off topic. But yeah, the extension thing is pretty cool. You know, you don't have to, but it's nice um, because you can... Let me think. You can decide to stay with your family that you originally were with. I don't know if that's good English, but you know what I mean. And I decided to do that. I stayed with my host family because 
I mean, I've heard many horror stories, so I thought, you know, I'm just gonna stay here. I'm just gonna not risk it all. And I love them, so... But you can also decide to go to a different family, which is actually a good idea, too. Because um, if you are on the East Coast now, and you're like, oh, I'd love to explore more on the West Coast, your second year can be like, you know, I want to find a family who's around that area. Even though... If you are thinking about being an au pair, I would definitely recommend looking at the family rather than the place, because you have to live there for a year at least. So you want to make sure that that's a nice family for you, and that it's a good fit. Now is the question though, how does one become an au pair? Well, first of all, you have to use an agency. You can't become an au pair without one. So you can't just go on Facebook and be, hey, what's up, American people? Do you guys need a nanny? I would love to do it. No, it doesn't work like that. And I don't, I don't think you want to do that because with an agency, you always have someone to, to fall back on if you have problems. Because if you go without an agency and you have problems, that would suck because you can't talk to anyone except for the family. So, but you know what? That's not even an option. So we don't have to think about that. Um, so the minimum, requ whoa, the minimum re requirements <laughs> per U.S. and agency, you have to be 18 to 26 years old. You have to be good in English at a certain point, certain level, I mean. Oh my god, my English is getting worse and worse. <laughs> um... No, but you have to at least know the basics of English. You will definitely learn a lot here, though. Um, you have to be a high school graduate. You have to have at least 200 hours of childcare experience, which is, it sounds hard, but I got 800 just babysitting cousins, and I did an internship. So I guess that's also a lot of hours. But, you know, it's, it's a lot. And they will do a background investigation. So if you have a criminal record, I doubt you will become an au pair. Um, but you know, it's not that hard. You just go to an agency. There's lots of agencies out there, so you should probably do your research. I only saw culture care. I was like, yup, I'll do this. <laughs> I didn't know there were more. But you know, I'm happy I went with them because they're pretty, they're pretty good. And they have a lot of families in a lot of states. Um... But yeah, if you just go to an agency and you make a profile and they make you do a lot for your profile, that you have to answer a lot of questions, you have to like take videos of yourself explaining why you have to become why you want to become an au pair. You have to put pictures in there, just write a letter, you have to do a lot. And then they put your profile online and then you go into matching process, which is very Fun, but also stressful sometimes because sometimes families told me like, oh, you're the best, you're num our number one, you know, and then the next day I got a text saying, hey, we like you, but we found someone else. <laughs> it just, it's confusing sometimes because you um, have totally different cultures because um, sometimes in the eyes of American families, if you're good, you're not just good, you're awesome. 
but then they still think you're just okay. But you know, that's it's kind of fun too because you get to see a lot of different families out there and you get to meet a lot of people and then you kind of get an idea what it's like to live with a family before you leave. And once you find the right family, just make sure that all the important questions you have, you ask. And if it's a match, then awesome that you get your visa and then you go. If And that's if it's not with a pandemic. <laughs> because I had to get an NIE visa. And that means that it's like an exemption. Because my youngest host kid has special needs, so I could actually come here earlier than before the travel ban was lifted. Which turns out is this November. So that would have been a year of me waiting to go to this family. So I'm very happy I got to go last year, September. So yeah, that's kind of how you become an au pair. It is more complicated than that. But you know, the agencies will guide you through and you can follow a lot of au pairs on Instagram, au pair pages, the agency pages on Instagram or Facebook, you know, just to get some information. It's probably a good idea to do that. And definitely, I would recommend to have a driver's license, depending on where you go, of course. If you live in like a big city, you probably won't need a driver's license. But where I live, I would be so bored if I did not have a driver's license because you can't, everything's so far away. But you know, I'm Dutch, so everything's very close. Like, literally, the supermarket is across the street from where I used to live. So, you can imagine that everything <laughs> will be far away from me. But you know, Pennsylvania alone is almost three times bigger than the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely different, but you know... Lastly, I will tell you guys about my tasks as an au pair with this family because it is different for everyone because some families require you to clean, to cook, and to take care of your kids. Whereas mine actually wants me to cook one or two times a week and just hang out with the kids. That's basically what it is. It doesn't really feel like work because I just, in the mornings, I get my host kid ready for school and I take her to the bus. And then when she comes back, I take her off the bus and I just hang out with her. Um, and then sometimes, sometimes I cook dinner. Sometimes I cook dinner with my host kid. And about twice a week, I pick up my other host kid from school because he has, has some activities to do. And then um, I recently decided to make them drink tea with me so we can chat. And they actually like it now. They actually ask me like, hey, Nina, is it tea time? <laughs> Which I think is so nice because I used to do that back home. So it's pretty fun. And then they tell me about their day and then we talk a little and we just hang out. And sometimes they don't want to talk. They just want tea. Which is understandable because you can't be fun every day. So... <laughs> Um, honestly, I'm just there as a bigger sister, and I really do feel like a bigger sister. As I said, it doesn't really feel like work anymore. It never really did feel like work, and my host that keeps telling me that, um, me taking care of the kids is not the priority of me being here, if I'm saying that correctly. I know what he means, because he really wants me to enjoy my time here and explore and 
make sure that I really get to see the stuff that I want to see and to experience the stuff that I want to experience. So I am very lucky because there's, of course, always people that don't really have families like that. So I'm very happy and I'm very thankful to be with this family and I'm really looking forward for the coming oh, 11 months. Oh my god, it's going by so fast. But yeah, so I guess this is it. I'm I hope I told you everything you need to know. You can always ask me more. I will put I think I put my Instagram in the description or else, you know, good luck finding me on Instagram. Let's explore stuff by Nina. Um thank you for listening and thank you for bearing with me for my first episode on Let's Explore stuff because I thought it would be easy, but it's hard to just talk by yourself. And because, you know, I talk English all day, every day, but usually someone says something back. And now I actually have to talk everything from this podcast, which is nice. It's a good exercise for me. And I hope you enjoyed listening. In the future, I will have some people on my podcast. I think the next podcast I will try to have my brother on. Because he has been abroad as well, so we can talk about it. And we both had very different experiences. So that will be fun. And it's not about au pairs, it's just about being abroad. So tune in for, I don't think next week, maybe a week after that. Thank you again, and I'll s talk to you later.